What makes our country great is the legislative system put in place to protect our freedoms, with lawyers ensuring justice for our nation's citizens. Tune in as top legal experts come together to discuss all things law on The Legal Network. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to The Legal Network Podcast. Today I'm joined by Mohammed Owainat, attorney and founder at Owainat Law Firm. Mohammed, thanks for being here, brother. Pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me, Tony. Yeah, we, uh, man, we hit it off. Dude, I feel like I've known you all my life, right? <laughs> You've been hiding. Yeah, exactly. But this is God's timing, as we say, right? right. Like, so um, all in good time, and I'm glad you're here. Quite the story. I, 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 man, where do we begin? So you're originally from Chicago, right? Born and raised Born and in raised Chicago, in, right. up to third grade, and then that's kind of when I uh, got shipped off to Jordan with my family. And you didn't get shipped off. You went, yeah. they all went as a family, right? Yeah, it, yeah, was yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> it was a family affair. <laughs> you did get shipped off at some point. At some yeah. point, I did. But um, yeah, we all moved when I was in third grade. Okay. So. And, and just tell me about the experience, because now your, your father, um, well, your mom's Mexican, but yes. your father is from the He's, Middle East. Yes. So my mother is Mexican from Guadalajara, and my dad is Palestinian. Palestinian, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yes, yes. So it was just a, a culture shock, I'm, I'm assuming, going over there. It was. Uh, I was never American enough, and I was never Middle Eastern enough. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, I was always yep. kind of like my own thing, my own race. Yeah. So then uh, I kind of combined them together, and uh, I came out to be a pelican, <laughs> a Palestinian Mexican. So uh, I own that now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty rare, right? I'm assuming, do you get? Have you met really any other pelicans? Them? Yeah, I have. I have. Really? Yeah, I'm trying to start my own country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your own republic. I like that. I like that. Now, speaking of being shipped off, so at the time you had a good life in Jordan, right? Um, father privileged. was successful. Yeah, very privileged. And and with that, maybe acting out a little bit and needed some discipline. And, and tell me about that. 16 years old, right? Yeah. So uh, being in Jordan was a dream. Uh, three maids, a chef, a driver, you know, spoiled as can be. Uh, I was also in martial arts since I was five years old, so martial arts was huge for me. Your, your dad, too, right? And your yeah. family, everybody. Everyone. I'm yeah. one of 11, and we all had private instructors since we were five years old. Wow. And my dad would get the best uh, trainers from all over to come and train us and give us, like, little camps. So naturally, we excelled. Uh, I was Jordanian champion for, you know, two years in a row wow. for my weight class. And it was Taekwondo, right? Taekwondo, yeah. Yep, yep. And um, joined the national team, and, you know, I was doing all that. And then, of course, being young and, and dumb, I it got to my head, and <laughs> I... Uh, Started getting a few fights? Yeah, little fights <laughs> here and there, uh, head kicks here and there. And I got into trouble. And that's when my dad was like, oh, okay, you're getting shipped off to military school. Uh, and that was kind of like taking me out of my privileged, pampered life and dropping me in the ocean. Right. And then very quickly after... In an ocean called Wisconsin, right? Wisconsin, <laughs> a blizzard. Uh, coming from warm to, to that was a culture shock in yeah. itself. And then having to clean toilets with a toothbrush right. at 5 a.m. on a Saturday because I still couldn't stay out of trouble. That humbled me very quickly. So Man. that experience was amazing. I mean, honestly, looking back at it, I hated it, but it was such a fundamental part of who I am today. Absolutely. No, and and man, uh, you know, kudos. The journey has been amazing. But so that was what sixteen years old when you got shipped off. Fifteen. Oh, fifteen years mm -hmm. old. Man, you're young. So then you stayed here pretty much after that, though, right? Yeah. Since then, I never went back home. Um, 
15 years old, I was basically independent from one boarding school to the other, college, law school, and to, to who I am today. Yeah. And, and you know, as, as you look at, I guess, that life where you did have, you know, certain privileges and or a life of privilege, really, but then coming here and, and the struggle that you went, and I think it's so, so honorable, right? The way that you started your profession, as you were just saying before we jumped on the mics, that you've never worked for anybody else. And, and all, is that a necessity, though, right, that you started your own company? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, right out of law school, I mean, everyone, everyone in law school has this kind of dream of working for a big corporation or a big law firm and um, kind of making, you know, those six figures right away. But uh, I just wasn't getting hired. You know, I wanted to. Uh, I was open to it, but I just didn't get the opportunity. And then very quickly after two or three rejections, I was like, you know what? I don't want to work for anyone anyways. You know, my <laughs> dad has always been an entrepreneur. All of my uncles, they all own their own businesses. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. So I started my own law firm uh, April 9th, 2019, out of the trunk of my car. And I was just taking cases, whatever case I can get. And from there, it was just a journey and a half, learning divorce law, eviction, criminal, bankruptcy. It was a lot. <laughs> so from there, I kind of just fell into what I do now, which is personal injury, also out of necessity, because I was hit by a car <laughs> and I was injured. And, and, and it wasn't necessarily just that that happened and you saw an opportunity, but it was the way you were treated by the insurance companies more than anything else, right? All state insurance, thank you for mistreating me. Because had you settled the way you should have, I probably wouldn't be here right now. Wow. They mistreated me, even though I was a lawyer. And wow. I was like, you know what, I can probably settle my own case. I'm a lawyer. I'll read the policy. They'll, they'll treat me right. I was not in good hands with Allstate. But it also was that you didn't handle the case yourself, right? You went and found a mentor? Yeah, I could not handle the case myself because even though I'm a lawyer, that whole industry of law is an ocean in itself. So I got upset. I went and I sought out the best mentors that I could. I got lucky enough to meet uh, an attorney named Tim Heath, who was not only an incredible lawyer, but a very good friend and just has a big heart and all, is always willing to help, even till today, like I drive this guy crazy. And he has like 40, $50 million cases that he's working on, but he always takes the time to help me. So through great people and mentors like this, I was able to really find myself and, and grow in this industry, even though it was just me. Wow. What advice would you give people starting off in law or finding themselves in that situation where you know, it's just, it, it's, it's something that um, I think you turn a, a negative into something positive, but it was also seeing kind of the path being created for you, right? What advice would you give to people in those situations to find their path and find their way, uh, especially in law? Law is, it's stressful. It's not for everyone. But I would just say, just with anything that you do, make sure that you're happy and make sure that you wake up excited and you go to sleep satisfied and Every day is going to be a new opportunity to, to grow in your field. But if you're not happy, if it doesn't excite you, if you're not passionate about it, you're going to get burnt out really As, quickly. Very quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, when you decided that the personal injury was going to be um, the direction you took, what, tell me about that and just kind of the moment when you know, all this happened with Allstate and you know, with the insurance claim. Um, yeah, what was the mentality behind then saying, this is what I want to do now professionally? Mm-hmm. 
Well, at that time, I was doing immigration, and I was a public defender in Wisconsin. And I was doing all kind of real estate and evictions on the side. Just that experience and being mistreated and being injured and having Allstate not respect me as an individual, as a human being, yeah. they were treating me as a number, mm-hmm. and they were just trying to settle me for the lowest number that they could. And um, that really upset me. And it made me take a step back and think you know, about all the other people that were probably taken advantage of, people who are immigrants, people who aren't lawyers, and um, don't really know their rights. And that really pissed me off, and I was like, I don't want anyone to be taken advantage of. I want to make sure that Allstate and all those other insurance companies do their duty and protect the people that are paying these ins- these premiums every month and treat them right. Yeah. So it was easy for me because I saw an opportunity to help other people and make good money at the same time. Like, let's be honest. I didn't go through law school and get into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt just to, to <laughs> give free legal right? advice, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, no, of course. We all want to be successful in what we do. Well, not only that, but if you're making money for people, and why not be incentivized by it as well? Exactly. Right? Absolutely. So the money became a side effect. I was on a, on a vendetta. I had a vendetta. I had a, <laughs> an agenda to come after these insurance companies and show them that you better treat people right. Otherwise, you're going to have to deal with lawyers who would love to wipe the floor with you in, in the courtroom. Yep. And what's the biggest thing you've learned on this journey now that you've represented you know, several cases, individuals, uh, working with big law firms? How do you see you know, your role in the industry? How do you see from what it was and, and hopefully the impact that you can make going forward? My role, I just see myself as a normal human being. Like I just try <laughs> and connect with people on their level. And I, I see myself in so many people. And every person that I meet, that's me at one point or another. So it's very easy for me to connect with them and want to help them. It's like, you're my brother. I got to help you, you know? Like, I want to help you to help myself. And I'm not satisfied unless I get them exactly what they deserve and more. Um, I'm a perfectionist, so when it comes to preparing, I'm always overprepared. I'm always ready to... In case plan A fails, I got plan B and C and D ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that it's because I feel like I owe it to them because they're depending on me. And it's not just me. Whenever I have lazy days or and I'm discouraged, I think about who is depending on me. And that makes me wake up and the fire is under me again. You know, I'm already a very passionate person. <laughs> yeah, you are. But... Um, <clears throat> I'm also very calm, but if you get me going, there's gonna be there's gonna be fireworks. There's a fire in there for sure. It's hidden. <laughs> well, no, it's there. Um, you can see it, and you know, I want to ask you about that because one of the things that we had talked about earlier, and, and we just seem to align a lot with a lot of our, our philosophies, our view on life. And one of the things that we were talking about was the ice cold shower and how <laughs> you know just being calm under pressure, and, mm-hmm. and also being in, you know in a courtroom in a case in front of a judge and maintaining that calmness. But, you know, kind of take me into that a little bit, because I think, especially in law, uh, where, where you're having to basically fight, right? And it's, it can be toxic a little bit. How do you balance that with who you are today that, that, is, that has this peace and, and, and this, this compassion and empathy mm-hmm. for others, 
you know, you understand the game on one end, but you're also doing a lot to preserve that piece outside of the courtroom. So <clears throat> it, it, it ties back to my upbringing as a martial artist. Being a martial artist in, in Taekwondo, they teach you discipline. And they teach you not to use what you're learning to attack anyone. It's all about self-preservation and self-defense and doing the right thing. So it and being one of 11 uh, siblings, it's natural for me to want to help others. And I'm always like curious of people and a little nosy, too. I want to know what's going on. Who are you? How did you become the person that you are? So that with the will to fight and enter the arena and not be afraid of the opponent, because it's very it's very similar. The feeling that I get um, going into a courtroom because it's just me, yeah, and and it's my point opponent there, and the same thing in the ring. It's me against that guy. It's either I'm gonna knock him out or he's gonna knock me out. But it's even more stressful in the courtroom because it's not just me anymore. It's me versus him for them, for my clients, for the people that are depending on me. So that just motivates me even more to, to kind of be the best version of myself. Yeah. Now. As a personal injury attorney, what is the biggest challenge that you have when it comes to just becoming accessible to, your, to those clients that would benefit from having you? Whereas I'm sure there are a lot of people who experience injury, whether on the job or in some sort of accident, you know, away from work, but that don't do anything about it, mm -hmm. right? How, how often do you see that where um, people aren't, aren't reaching out to an attorney for, for those instances where they could benefit or, or have someone represent them in those mm -hmm. cases where they're being taken advantage of? What is it for you that you've had to, to identify, learn, overcome to get those people you know, to, to know about, to create that awareness? That's a great question. A lot of people don't know that they need an attorney, first of all. And other people think that they can't afford an attorney. But a personal injury attorney doesn't charge anything. We work on a contingency basis. What we get for you, we get a small percentage of. Usually the standard is one-third, 33%. Mm -hmm. So anyone can afford an attorney. Literally, all you have to do is pick up the phone and say, I got injured because of this, this, that. And an attorney will take your case and get you fair compensation, hopefully. Right. Not all attorneys are equal. Okay. If you need to find an attorney who cares about you, who sees you as an equal, as a friend, then you can expect that they're going to fight for you. If they, if they see you as a number just like the insurance company, then what makes you think that they're going to do any better than the insurance company would? Right. Right? Right. No, absolutely. And, and also from that you know, perspective, so let's just say someone does, um, I guess setting the expectation, right, for you, because you're coming in in a calm way, and I think that's really a, a, an asset to an individual who's going through something that maybe they're averse to it because they don't want the stress, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't want to deal with this. How do you also manage those emotions going into it with your clients that don't have the mm -hmm. martial arts training you do and mm -hmm. that calmness? How, how do you maintain that with that? You know, tell me, take me through coming with maybe that coaching mm -hmm. that you might do. Well, first of all, breathing is everything. Taking four seconds in, holding for four seconds, and then releasing for four seconds. This will calm your heart rate and kind of give you a whole reset in your mind. So I practice this anytime I'm in a stressful situation. And I also, you know, believe in God and I have my own 
connections and ways of, of um, making my own prayers. So that also gives me strength and courage. Um, and being a victim myself as a personal injury um, attorney, I can relate to everyone who's coming to me. When they tell me my neck hurts and my back hurts and I was traumatized and I couldn't go to work, I know what they're talking about because that happened to me at a young age and I'm still suffering from it and I don't look injured. If you're looking at me right now, do you know that my neck is hurting, my back is hurting? I would never guess that. My, my knees are hurting. No, but that's what insurance companies try to take advantage of people. What is an injured person supposed to look like? Are we supposed right. to be in wheelchairs? No. It's the experience of life that gets affected. Right. I can still go and work out and play basketball and soccer and, and take my dog on a run, but there's a consequence afterwards. Yep. I'm in so much more pain. Or the experience of taking my dog out and running is not the same because every step hurts now, right? So I understand these things. And I try to connect with people the right way to really understand the root of their pain and suffering and get them compensation for that. And when I'm in front of a jury, I need to connect with those jurors because we're all humans here. We can all understand that these invisible injuries are what makes us human. This is our humanity, <laughs> right? Right? Like my, my emotions. The, the love that I feel, the hate that I feel, the small things that make me happy in the morning or before I go to sleep, right? If someone takes that from you, tell me that's not worth a million dollars. Right. It's different if I did it to myself or I've been doing martial arts all my life and now I have a bad back because of it. I can understand. And you also accept the risk of that, right? Yeah, you know I, it going into it. I can't blame anyone but myself. Right. But if someone <clears throat> takes that from me, because of their negligence, because they weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, that's a whole different story. Right. You know, I can I can lose a thousand dollars, but if someone steals a dollar from me, I'm gonna get upset. Right. Just because of the principle, right? Not because of the money. Right. And that that's kind of how I relate to my clients, and because I I feel them. You know, I mean, and that's a great example, though, because it, it isn't like you're gaining that money. You're not getting it. I mean, it's already been taken from you. Something's already been taken from you. Now you're just trying to put a value on what that is, right? We all have that burning desire for justice, right? Yeah. If someone's taken from you, they take something from you. I want justice, just like everyone else, right? Yeah. So that's what I try to uh, give other people, and it makes me really happy that I can change someone's life, and. I just wish people would stand up more for their rights, have a little courage just to talk to a lawyer, and let me do everything else. All they need to do is call me, tell me what happened, and I will set everything straight without, without the stress. All they have to do is go get treatment, figure out what's wrong with your spine, your neck, your back, whatever your injury is, and leave all the heavy lifting to me. And it seems like th there's really not much stress that goes into it when you have someone representing you. Exactly. I, uh, <laughs> you, you'll deal with the stress, right? You'll I manage get, it. I, I deal with the stress. But for them, they just got to get better. So in terms of expectations, when someone's thinking about 
pursuing you know justice mm-hmm. and, and hiring you what what kind of time commitment uh, is there when with a case I mean I know it varies right and, and it could be drag out but typically for for the, t- the cases that you see mm-hmm. what, what what is it on average that you know someone yeah, can expect I like to tell my clients it's between eight to twelve months okay pre-litigation litigation can go up to three or four years the trial that I just had unfortunately my clients were injured in 2019 we didn't get justice until 2023. Mm. But I can tell you that my clients were so happy to finally get justice. It's better than never getting justice at all, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes time. The reason it takes so much time is because one, the clients need to treat and we need to figure out and understand what the injuries are. And that takes time. They're doing physical therapy, pain management, whatever it is. Once they're done treating, then we're ordering medical records and we're negotiating on their behalf, sending like settlement packages and letters. And sometimes this, there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. If the insurance companies pay something fair and reasonable, we settle. If they don't, we go to trial. Mm. But the decision is always up to the clients. I have a duty to bring every offer to the client and the client can say, yes, Muhammad, let's go for it, or no, I think I want more. And then I'll also tell them what I think, that I think your case is worth between X and X. Yeah. Okay, and I'll tell them, this is a fair offer, I advise you to take it. And then I'll just tell them the pros and cons of that as well. I mean, it's straightforward. <laughs> and I don't know why people wouldn't do it, right? It's just crazy to be that, that you wouldn't. But on that, uh, where can people find you? How can they reach out? How can they find you on social media, uh, online? So on Instagram, my name is uh, the Chicago Crash Lawyer. That's awesome. I can't believe that was uh, available. (laughs) So I found that Chicago Crash Lawyer. Follow me. I give free legal advice. I try to be uh, active and create content. Um, My wife is my marketing director, so we're going to be doing a lot more content, hopefully. And I just give out free legal advice. And I just want to help people. Like For me, it bothers me to to know that someone was taken advantage of. Yeah. It, it really bothers me. So if I'm a tool for justice and I'm not going to be requiring any money up front or you don't have to worry about paying doctors until your case settles as well, that's another be- big benefit. A lot of people don't have health insurance. Mm. And if they do have health insurance, they have to wait like a week or two or three weeks until they can get an appointment with yeah. their doctor. Yeah. With me, I will make sure that they get seen right away and they get the best treatment. Hmm. So there's just no losing with going to a personal injury lawyer and making sure that all your rights are provided to you. Yep. No, man. Awesome. And on that, I want to thank you for coming in, you know, sharing your story, being vulnerable too, because, you know, it is. You were very vulnerable and I appreciate that and, and just sharing who you are and being a part of this community. It's my pleasure, honestly, and thank you so much for having me. This has been an honor, and I hope that this message reaches the right people and that we can help them. 